0: Today we're going to talk about tennis rating websites and whether you should check someone's ranking before and after a match. I'm very excited again to have Erin and Teresa here tonight to discuss that. So what are the websites you can look at to check someone's ranking?
1: Well, I'll talk first about tennisrecord.com because it's uh, the only one that I have ever looked at besides usta.com or the USTA app. So the neat thing about tennisrecord.com is that the USTA assigns everyone this rating, right? You're a 3-0, you're a 3-5, you're a 4-0, but that's all the granularity that you get. And within each rating level, there are obviously different skill levels and you can be at the top of a 3-5 rating, kind of in the middle or kind of just new to 3-5. And the USTA rating doesn't really give you any more information than that. And the neat thing about tennis record is is that it does and it can show you um where you are it can show you where your opponents are and all the shades of gray in between that three five ranking so you can go on to tennisrecord.com and take a look at yourself and see whether you're at the top of your game kind of in the middle of that three five rating or kind of below average or or near the bottom of that three five rating Uh, which is neat because you can kind of see where you stand relative to folks you know and your opponents. And then it also can either make you feel better or worse about yourself um, (laughs) once you look at it and see who you've played. I think that's really, really neat. So they've taken all this USTA data and come up with some algorithm and figured out that you're not just a 3.5, but you're, you know, a 3.35, which is, you know, on the high end of the spectrum, or you're barely a 3.5. And so I think uh, um, it's neat to see kind of where you fall within that, that spectrum of players at your own Level. I tend to look at tennisrecord.com after I've played someone just because, personally, it is better for me to
0: know almost
1: nothing about who I'm playing.
0: I really like tennisrecord.com. And I look at
2: that one a lot too. Erin, do you look at any others? I do look at that one a lot. I just learned about a new one, which I'll talk about. But the tennis league stats is the first one that I learned about. And it was kind of like through the grapevine, like, ooh, did you know that, you know, there's this website out there. And I have no idea who puts these sites together. But I think it's kind of cool that someone does. And it's gotta be a lot of work for someone. But that tennis league stats, the one thing that I do like about it you can look at a player individually, but what I actually did probably more than anything was I looked at clubs as a whole. Like I would look up the club that we play at, and I would see how players were ranked—the highest rate rated player to the lowest rated player. That really was interesting to me because you can be a two-five or three-zero or a three-five, but you might be like, you know, let's say you're a two-five and you're better than like most of the 3 O's at your club, then you can kind of guess that you might get bumped up when rate when USTA comes out with their ratings. Tennis Record is really nice. TennisRecord.com is really nice because like Teresa said, it kind of has this ratings meter. So you can kind of dig down into the data a lot more and it'll show you how many singles matches you played or doubles matches you played, your wins and losses. They have this meter that goes from, like Teresa said, very low to very high. And it literally has a meter and it shows you're either like, way down in the very low in the red zone, or maybe you're feeling good about yourself and you've gotten it to average or high. So that's kind of cool to, to look at that visually. I think this is, that's a, that's a good website. And then there's a new one that I think is going to probably take over. I'm guessing, and this is just completely a guess, but I wonder if USTA might even start just doing their rankings based on this new system called UTR. The website for anybody that's looking, if you just go to myutr.com and because I was bored and interested in seeing, you know, rankings, I paid $99 for the year. So it is a paid website as a graphic designer, which is what I do for a living. I think the site is very nice. So it kind of drew me in. It's very simple. The graphics are great. And I looked up myself and it, uh, if you're not, if you don't have a paid subscription, it just tells you. Carolyn, correct me, because I think I know you've looked at it as well. It'll just say like you're a 4-0, right?
0: So it will tell you your number rounded to a tenth of a point, but it won't tell you the opponents to a tenth of a point. It only tells you to the next whole number.
2: That's right. And so um, to kind of take another step back, USTA, from years ago, I went to a captain's meeting and there was either a local guy or a national guy. I can't, can't remember exactly, but he helped come up with the algorithm that USTA uses in order to rate players and they do not let you know what that algorithm is. What they do is every match that you play and that gets entered, you are re-ranked on a nightly basis or what, you know, however often you play a match, that score goes in and the idea is that the match has a rating You have a rating. If you're playing doubles, your partner has a rating and your opponents have a rating. And all that, some magical figure algorithm goes into the computer and you are re ranked every time you play a match. Now, USTA never tells you what your ranking is until that once a year when ratings come out. So I kind of think that this UTR is sort of the new wave that's coming up that people, this is going to catch on because it re ranks you every time you play a match, but it, tells you immediately if you've gone up or down in your rating when you put scores in.
0: I also noticed I had a different rating for doubles and singles.
2: I think it's really cool to be able to see the difference in the ranking. Like I looked for myself and I definitely have a different singles rating than a doubles rating. And I looked up one of my partners from last year that I played a lot of combo with. So she was actually the lower ranked player and I was the higher when we went to combo states. And combo for anybody that doesn't know is just two different ratings on the court at one time. So she was the three o, and I was the three five. Both of us got bumped up this year. She's now a three five, and I'm now a four o. But she is ranked higher in doubles as a three five than I am as, as a four o, which I thought was really interesting. And she is a very strong doubles player. Yes, that is really interesting. I thought that was pretty cool. And we when we were at states, we we faced really really nice people. But there was one match we finished and we had all great competitive matches and we finished up one. And this lady said, can I don't, we couldn't tell who was the three five on the court. And I was <laughs> like, "That." and she said, I don't mean to, you know, that's not, I don't mean to offend you. And I was like, no, that's a huge compliment to my partner. She's that good, you know? So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And it's neat that the system actually shows how strong she is. Teresa, what do you think about UTR? It sounds really interesting.
1: I like that they s- split the singles and doubles.
2: Yeah.
1: Because, um, again, it gives you that granularity, and that's valuable if you're interested in, in looking at data.
2: As a captain, I've, like I said, I've looked at other at teams as a whole, and we've even tried to look up teams that we might be facing at the state level. I've always wondered, and I know, Carolyn, you feel this way, are we comparing apples to apples based on the, the section that we play in? And compared to another part of our state, which we know is either really strong or maybe, you know, not so strong. And so I think UTR kind of levels the playing field in that sense.
0: That would be really helpful. So UTR sounds like another great website to check out. So do you guys both recommend only looking at the websites after you play if you're not the captain of the team? So as a player,
1: and again, this is if I had more strategy, (laughs) then um, it might be helpful to look people up ahead of time um but i don't just because it's just cleaner for me to go play and worry about the match as opposed to you know thinking oh i should beat this person or i'm never going to beat this person so for me i just like to kind of go in with a clean slate and then um do my research after if i were a captain or something i would definitely see the value of sizing up a team, sizing up players, because you can also see on tennisrecord.com who tends to play together and how they do and how are they ranked. And so I I definitely can see tennisrecord.com as a tool for captains in terms of how they put together teams when they're going to play um, other teams and doing research on how folks on your team would match up against folks on the other team. But um, I'm not a captain, so I don't do that.
2: (laughs) Oftentimes if I lose and I've made an assumption about a player that I've played and maybe I felt like I shouldn't have lost that match. I beat myself or whatever. Then I will tell myself, don't look, don't look up her rating. Don't look up her record. Don't look, you know, (laughs) and then it just eats away at me and every, you know, most, I'd say 90% of the time I look anyway, even if it's not that day, it might be a few days later when I've kind of cooled off and felt, you know, like better about myself or realized that it's just wreck tennis in the grand scheme of life. It, doesn't mean anything, but um, you know it's supposed to be fun. So I will look after. Sometimes I look up right away, and you know sometimes it makes me feel better about myself, and sometimes worse. But I think Teresa is. I think you're smart for not looking people up ahead of time because people's egos do get in the way when they play. Right? I don't know if you feel that way, but I feel sometimes like I have to tell myself to stop saying like I should have a better score. I shouldn't. You know, I should be beating this person easier. Or the opposite of like, I can't believe I'm getting games off this person. They're so good, you know? Yeah. And so to not have those thoughts when you're in the match and just to play and, you know, just think about playing and not what should or shouldn't be happening, um, I think is actually much more healthy for a player.
0: I think that's really good advice. I normally look up, when I, you know, when I get to the tennis courts, I'll sometimes look up the team and just kind of look to see like, what am I walking into, you know? Right. <laughs> And I probably shouldn't. So I agree with you, Aaron. See, this is me learning new things from this podcast. I probably shouldn't do that. And then afterwards, because you don't know going in who you're going to play. So you just kind of have an right. idea of like it if people gets, are rated yeah. generally. And then afterwards, I normally look people up like the second I hit the car to be like, <laughs> who did I?
2: The second you hit the car. And
0: I'm either like, oh, okay, that's right. She should beat me. She's rated really high. I'll either say that or I'll say something like, well, that rating's not correct. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be some, something's broken in the system, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. They need to work on that algorithm because exactly. that is not right. Yeah. So. And
1: I think Aaron made a good point about like, I've, I've been playing for a few years and I only learned about tennis like nine months ago. Yeah. So, and it, you know, I think if you're just starting out, it's there's no point. I think honestly, it's um, it's entertaining. It's you know, if you've got some downtime and you want to surf, <laughs> you know, look at tennisrecord.com and see how you're doing, and put in the names of people you know and see how they're doing and see how you play. That's that's how I try to look at it. Again, because I'm not good enough to let the data there inform anything that I do when I play. So it's it's kind of fun for after.
2: I would say since this is a podcast that we're trying to give information to newer players, I would say just go out and play and have fun and try not to get hung up on stuff like this. It is fun, but it's really important to just go out and hit and have fun and not get too hung up on data.
0: Thanks so much to Aaron and Teresa for doing this episode. I really feel like I have learned something. I'm going to stop looking at the websites before I play a team. I'm going to let the captains worry about that. The one thing I will say about the websites is it's sometimes nice to look at after you lose badly, because you may realize that maybe it wasn't you playing terribly. It was that you were playing someone that was really good. Again, with the websites, it's probably a lot of fun to look at them when your rating's going up, but not so much when it's going down. If you guys know of any any other websites we should check out, please email tennis at yahoo.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the courts soon.